folks, welcome back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly with myself, Matchel. We have Ray on the other side of the microphone. Um, today's episode, Skinwalker Ranch. You know what I mean? Um, horrifying sound. You know, it sounds completely horrifying. Skinwalker. Whew. Skinwalker just sounds terrible. You know what I mean? Um, now, Ray, when was the first time you kind of stumbled into the whole Skinwalker deal? Uh, Skinwalker's quite a while ago. Skinwalker Ranch, probably a couple of years ago. Hmm. We know Skywalker Ranch, you know what I mean? Which is the George Lucas's sound studio. That's where he does all the post-production stuff, I believe. Um... I wonder if Skywalker and Sky Ranch, if there's anything up with that. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a little, there's probably something to do with that, I think. You know, they say a lot of the, the big wigs and, the, and that are all, uh, you know, diving into that stuff. You know what I mean? With the people with the, the money that can do it, you know, those are the folks that attempt to uh, reach out and such. Looking for more power, looking at that, that endless life. You know, they have such a great life, they don't want it to end. They don't want to start over and possibly have to be born into a life of um, maybe copper spoons. You know what I mean? Aluminum, maybe plastic spoons. Well, that's terrible. Um, but, yeah, the Skinwalker Ranch, you know what I mean? This is, uh, for anybody out there that doesn't really know too much about it, you know, it's, uh, it's also known as Sherman Ranch. That's a property located on approximately 512 acres, which is uh, 207HA, southeast of Ballard, Utah. That's where the Utah Jazz get pepped up. This is uh, reputed to be the site of paranormal and UFO-related activities. Its name is taken from the skinwalker of the Navajo legend concerning Vengeful Shaman. So uh, the Skinwalker is a vengeful shaman in their eyes. I know it's the the Ute, the Ute folks. Uh, you know that's big too, but I think that they're a part of the Navajo, right? The Utes. Or am I wrong with that? Uh separate. Yeah. What? So what exactly? Um, what exactly is the Utes? Because I know the Utes are big within this um, this story. You know what I mean? You want to give the people a little rundown of the Utes before we get into the background. Uh, it's another native tribe uh, from that region. Uh, they did not always get along to Navajo. There were problems back and forth. Eventually, the government drove them out. Hmm. The government does like to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of that history that uh, a lot of people don't know. And just as a teaser... At one time, it, can, it was actually found in uh, government records that at one time in the late, six, late 1860s, early 1870s, they actually decided that extermination of the Indian was not practical. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they're, they're going to proceed with the, with the reservations. So the government, the government at one time thought that, you know, the best thing to do would be let's just exterminate them all kill them all it was cheaper 
much cheaper than moving them. Uh, they figured wow. it wasn't practical. It wasn't practical, so they basically rounded them up. If they didn't cooperate, they killed them and moved them to uh, what I would call deadlands that weren't good for anything and said, here, take this or shut up. And those deadlands that eventually die anyways because they couldn't grow crops and all that probably. A lot of that, yeah. They usually did weird, awful things like that. Even when, like, even when they tell you they don't like you and you go, okay, okay, we'll do what you want us to do because you don't like us. We'll get out of your hair. They still kill them off. It's craziness. You know what I mean? Madness. Yeah. But, yeah, the youths were a tribe out there that got abused also. Yeah. Um, I know the skinwalker. I know when they, when they talk about skinwalker, it's more of a, you put on the animals, uh, the flesh of an animal, and then you're able to kind of transform into that animal. That's what they believe, I think. Uh, the skinwalker actually can change their, uh, it's a curse you can give it. There's several different variations on it, but they can change their shape. Um, they're not all, a lot of times they are not necessarily human. It might be what uh, Western culture would call a demon. Yeah. Uh, put into a human form and used by a shaman to carry out um, a curse or a vendetta against somebody. Now, some tribes actually had specialists, whether you want to call them um, a shaman or whatever, but they, they were people who specialized in recognizing a skinwalker in human form. Because in human form is when you can kill them. Yeah. And they would spend their time hunting them down in human form and killing them when they were in human form. So would you consider the movie Pumpkinhead to be kind of skinwalkery? I know you're a fan of that film, right? Uh, yeah, I love that film. Uh, I wouldn't really call it skinwalker. Not a demon? What? No, that, 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 that's more of a straight demon, a curse. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and, and Skinwalker Ranch is known for, of course, it's 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 paranormal activity as well as the UFO activity. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff going on there. UFO reports in the uh, Unitab Basin uh, were publicized in the 1970s. Claims about the ranch first appeared in 1996 in the Salt Lake City, Utah desert uh, desert news. And later in the alternative weekly Las Vegas Mercury, as a series of articles by investigative journalist George Knapp. Uh, these early stories detailed the claims of a family that allegedly experienced inexplicable and frightening events after they purchased and occupied the property. Now, I know this, this property has gone through many a hands, some interesting hands, which we'll dive into a little bit later. But yeah, these the family, you know, was the, this story was big of the family going in there, and um, you know, they, I believe they, there was a story of um, the dogs. Did you hear about the story of the dogs that I thought was horrifying? Where um, the guy seen he thought there was something in the woods, so he let his dogs go out there, and they started crying and yelping, and he 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 just went in the house and like checked on them the next day, and I guess the next day there was just like these bought these these they were like slime and like there was this black like goo almost where he thinks they got melted down he thinks something melted them down like an alien type thing which was very yeah gruesome. yeah i i heard i heard about that when it's gruesome that was a gruesome one yeah i remember being a little horrified you know there's certain things we might not even touch on in the show that are gruesome but definitely 
you know, like I said before, leading up to this, I, I hammered down a lot of podcasts. So when you're done with this one, go look up some more on it. Cause it's kind of a never ending um, story. You know what I mean? Everywhere you look, you'll find more stories of witnesses finding stuff. You know, you got to kind of take what you want as reality. Um, certain things just seemed a little off, but certain things were very crazy and like made sense. You know what I mean? And anytime you have a situation like this where people already talk about it, uh, it's going to be easy to fall into fall in the line within that. Now, you know, the George Knapp thing, did you get, did you know anything about George Knapp before leading into this? I'm not, I'm not sure. Refresh my memory. He's a, an American te- television investigative journalist, uh, news anchor, and talk radio host. Um, he's won some awards and stuff. I remembered his face for some reason, or at least he has one of those faces. But yeah, he's the gentleman that who, who um, spilled the story, I guess, was the guy who was originally writing these articles, um, like in the Las Vegas Mercury and such, when uh, to kind of spill the beans on this. Because like you said, you just kind of heard about this area recently. And, you know, I think the claims were made in the 70s and stuff, but it was more brushed under the rug a little bit. Um, and then in, the, in, like, 96 is when, I guess, the articles started popping off. You know, it was very, some very interesting stuff in there. I tried to follow up on the family. I couldn't really find anything, what's going on with them now and stuff. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot of, there was a book at one point, you know, um, Colm Kelleher and co-author George Knapp. You know, he wrote the book with George Knapp. They sub- sub- uh, subsequently authored a book. Together, in which they described the ranch being acquired by the National Institute of Discovery Science to study anecdotal sightings of UFOs, Bigfoot-like creatures, crop circles, glowing orbs, and poltergeist activity. Uh, reports by its former owners, you know what I mean? Um, we'll pop a little bit into the, the, the paranormal reputation this place has. The ranch located in uh, Utah, like we said there, uh, on the Ute Indian Reservation, was popularly dubbed the UFO Ranch due to its um, 50-year history uh, of the odd events, and it's said to have taken place there. According to Kelleher and Knapp, they saw and investigated evidence of close to 100 incidents that include vanishing and mutilated cattle, sightings of unidentified flying objects or orbs, large animals with piercing red eyes that they say were unscathed when struck by bullets, uh, and invisible objects emitting destructive magnetic fields. Among those involved were retired U.S. Army Colonel John B. Alexander, who characterized the NIDSI effort as an attempt to get hard data using a standard scientific approach. However, the investigators admitted to a difficulty obtaining evidence consisted with the scientific publication. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? So if you want, we'll, we'll hit that real quick uh, and talk about some of that, those, those, those fun things. Um, so, you know, some of the many, in, over 100 incidents include the vanishing and mutilated cattle. You know what I mean? We'll pop into that first. You know, cattle mutilations have been a big part of the folklore surrounding the area for decades. Um, when the NIDCSI founder, billionaire, Robert Bigelow, we call him Bobby, 
I purchased a ranch for $200,000. This was reportedly the result of having been convinced that the stories of mutilations that included tales of strange lights and unusual impressions made in grass and soil told by the family and former ranch owner. So he's believing it. He's big into it. 1996, skeptic James Rondi awarded Bigelow the Pegasus Award for funding the purchase of the ranch and supporting Johnny Mack and Bud Hopkins' investigations. Randy called the effort a useless study of uh, supernatural, paranormal, or occult. You know, the cattle mutilations we'll dip into real quick. Uh, I remember there, you know, there was talks of when they found, the, they were like, they, 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 they see them, they're there, and five minutes later, they'd walk by them, and then five minutes later, they'd come back. And the, the the cows would just be like gutted in like a cr- precise way. There'd be no blood anywhere, but they'd be missing all their insides. Um, I remember at one case they said that, you know, I'm sure many cases had this, but at one case they said they found them and, um, you know, there was a chunk taken out of like the anus, you know what I mean? Which is an interesting thing. Um, but they said that it had like a weird bluish, bluish looking fluid and it smelled like formaldehyde. That's what they said about that. I thought that was an interesting take. Um, you know, to go into that real quick, you know, cattle, of course, I think, you know, people go missing as well uh, and get tested on too. But why do you think they take both cattle and humans? You think it's you think it's, it's mainly just for how it would look on paper to get, you know, multiple tests? I don't know. I do know about the cattle. What was curious is that, well, and a lot of, when you're in the wild, a lot of times predators will go for soft tissue. Uh-huh. And you're talking about the anus, that's the uh, area that is soft. What was unusual about the mutilations there, it was very precise. It almost looked cylindrical, like a something bore into it and then just took it right out. Right. All of the soft tissue there. So the, the shape, it wasn't, it didn't have the look of what an animal would do. If it were chewing something, clean, precise, and and round in shape. Another thing is that a lot of times on the mutilations, the eyeballs are gone, but the eye socket is not damaged. Yeah, I seen. I was seeing. I was looking at pictures of it. I thought that was very weird. You know how how do you how do you if you're an animal how do you chew out or remove an eyeball without damaging the socket? They do say that <laughs> when things die, the eyeballs are the one of the first things to go. If you find something that's been dead for five minutes because you walked by it five minutes ago, the eyeballs aren't going to go away that fast. Maybe he had, didn't have any visine or something like that. <laughs> I also thought, but I'm with you. I agree completely with you. It, it also had a weird uh, spontaneous combustion effect to it, too, in some of these pictures where you would have half of the cow there and the other half of it's just, you know, gored. And why, like, like straight up carved out. You know, just red, fresh. You know, there's no time for really anybody to go around and, you know, meet it. You know, uh, eat, eat it, meet it, meet it and eat it. You know what I mean? Um, but that stuff's real interesting. The stuff how they'd see that they walk by it and then five, ten minutes later they come back and it's just, there's no noise. It's just not, it's just dead, mutilated, gutted. There's no blood there, you know. You know, in a situation with... When I was trying to think, you know, within with the anal probing, you know what I mean? Uh, doctors do it now to check things. You know, when you get older, you got to get the finger test. 
Um, it's like a good way, you know, detect me, check your temps and stuff like that. It's a good way. Do you think that they, that an alien form almost puts, this is what I was thinking. If they almost had like a probe type thing that they, they slid up it and it went into your, almost up to your chest. And then it had almost took like a 360 scan of what was inside your body. What, what's your take on, what you, what's your thoughts on that being something, you know what I mean? That this could be. Uh, if you're talking alien technology, it could be anything. It could be that. I don't. I don't know. I do know that um, I was watching a video one time, and uh, and the video was uh, taken on the ranch. They were people there. They had cattle, and uh, they noticed the cattle were suddenly, for no reason, running around. They went to investigate. The cattle uh, were all staying away from one particular area. They went to where that that area was they did find a dead one it was gruesome what had been done to it but they had just been out there a little while before and uh all of the cattle were accountable and just before this one of them mysteriously got mutilated the others started running around like crazy mooing and making a lot of noise and almost stampeding all over the place what do you think about spontaneous combustion being at play here? Don't they say cows put out like a lot of flatulence in the air or something like that? Don't they always? Isn't there a lot of gas within them? Oh, that's the old. That's the uh, yeah, cow farts, methane, yeah, uh, polluting the atmosphere, potentially flammable. But um, I don't think that really. You'd have a big problem in slaughterhouses, and you would have had combustion going off. For hundreds of years, it'd be a common thing because cattle has been around so much and used for feed and hide and everything that uh, if it were that combustible, uh, there have been there would have been stories from everywhere. I wonder if they're fed things something or if they accidentally eat something that, that within their stomach, I'm trying to devil's advocate it a little bit, that kind of would cause it to pop. Like a CO two, like if somebody if they ate a CO two container or something by accident, and it, if the 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 acids eventually would eat away at it, I assume, and then once it pops open, it would probably explode. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just trying to play some devil's advocate on it because I do think it's very possible that so you know they were making it out to be you know UFO deal, them coming down for investigations. They talk about. Bigfoot or big these big creatures coming and just like annihilating these things and eating them. Um, people even speculated that it was a government thing, which is very weird. You know, it's almost like they just want to like like they, their theory was almost that they were like just testing to see how people would react to something like that. You know? uh, but what people are afraid to do. And it's human nature to want to know or explain everything. Yeah. Is they, they won't admit that there is something here they can't explain. So they're going to blame the aliens. They're going to blame some creatures. They're going to blame something else instead of saying we haven't figured it out yet. And yeah, there is some weird stuff there that does not make sense. The method, the methodology, what was used, the way they were mutilated don't, does not make sense if you're looking at predators. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot there that is is not making sense. So some people will automatically go to one extreme, like alien testing, and others will say, "No, it's all faked." Somewhere right. in the middle, somewhere in the middle, we got to find what the truth is. No, you're right. You know, then like I said, with decomposition, 
Is that something that could happen in the upper half of the body or the lower half of the body and not somewhere else? I know it's mainly because of, like, the fluids and stuff like that, because um, they settle. But do you think there's a, you, could, you could get that spontaneous combustion-y look where, you know, you know, half your, you know, from your ribs down is rotted away and then from your ribs up is almost fully intact, you know, for the most part. If you're talking about decomposition, you're talking about bacteria, um, not a scientist, but the basics of it, it'd be kind of hard to contain it to one part of the body. It would want to, it would want to spread to the whole body. Right. That's what I think. That stuff, that, that's kind of like we did, we did it. We talked about spontaneous combustion or the thing maybe last year. And that's like the weird thing about wrapping your head around that is how that that's like the mystery of it. It's just how like how your legs can look like they're like you could put a blanket over the burnt half and you would think the person was still alive. But then you pull that blanket up and surprise, you know what I mean? Um, so like in that sense of it, I always thought that's very weird, very weird and how. Because, yeah, even though I know that certain parts of your body would probably decompose faster given the fluid in it or whatever the situation, you know, whatever the material chemical breakdown is. But um, I assume it would all start to go at the same time. You know what I mean? It might, it might start at the same time, but then some of the soft tissues are areas where there is uh, either a lot of bacteria or the softer tissue like eyes and, and, and the bio uh, the biodome in the stomach where you have all that bacteria and stuff that would go faster than other parts, but mm. there would be at least some starting throughout the whole body. Not just like, okay, uh, rib cage down is rotted out, but the rest isn't that that's, that's the thing to me that does not make any, any sense. Yeah. It's weird. It's almost, it's like with, with the anus thing and with the, with what happens to their bodies, it's almost like there's like a, like a tube or something where it sucks or explodes. You know what I mean? Something's going on. I don't think that that's the game, but I don't think the actual end game of whoever's doing this is the, is a mutilated cattle. You know what I mean? I don't think that's the, the story, the feel with the vibe they're going for, but who knows? It could be. You know, they also had a lot of sightings of unidentified flying objects and orbs. You know what I mean? It would have, you know, numerous people seeing the orbs and the different, you know, patterns of the lights floating around, um, you know, which is getting even more and more prominent now. Like you're hearing even, you know, like or last year on the news, there was footage shown. And I want to say recently, you know, in the last couple of weeks, there was more footage, I think, that was even released of... Um, like UFOs flying around, which is interesting because I guess when you're afraid of the pandemic, they don't think you're going to be afraid of uh, the fact that we could have to have beef with these uh, unidentified enemies. Hopefully they're not, but who's to know? Who's to know? Um, But the, uh, yeah, the, the flying objects, I mean, if anything, if it was to be a hot spot for that, it would be visited, you know, whether it was a UFO or paranormal. You know what I mean? Well, the place does have weird energy, and that's that has actually been measured. There was one group, again, I saw a video on it where they went in and they took different energy readings. Um, and this is not just a simple EMF, but they had some rather sophisticated equipment. And 
they got really, really strong energy readings that were unexplainable. Now, it was a group of scientists that went in, and there was nothing in the rocks or the soil that could justify that being there, nothing to give it off, and there was nothing above. They did do a curious experiment that failed at first. They used drones, attached equipment to drones, and set the drones up. And what happened there was, at a certain level, the drones would uh, malfunction and fall. So they did a very basic, uh, they did it with balloons, put the equipment on it, and in order to control the balloon, um, you were talking about like a very basic motor with a fan. I yeah. mean, this was all, they kept it simple, minimal electronics except for the equipment. And they sent it up. And the odd thing is that it, and it usually what will happen, the farther away you get from an energy field, it will decrease slowly. Yeah. This was very strong up to a certain point, and then suddenly stopped. And energy usually doesn't behave that way. I mean, if, if you take something like uh, an EF, EMF meter and you're near uh, an electric circuit and it's giving a lot off, you can see, you can read it, and then as you back away, you'll notice it'll get less and less and less. Yeah. This, that area, part of that ranch has a very strong energy area that seems to come from the earth, even though there's no explainable reason is that rock and that strata has nothing in there. And as you go up, it stays strong and at a certain height, and this is like hundreds of feet in the air, all of a sudden it stops. And it's like, okay, it's almost like a contained energy field. Well, what's containing it? Because energy doesn't behave that way. And also, people People who have spent a lot of time in that area of the ranch have ended up, have uh, almost every single one of them have gotten seriously ill. Yeah. Some of them, some of them with tumors, but they're not picking up radiation, just a high energy spike and in a confined area, which does not make sense. And I, oh, yeah. I saw the videos on it, uh, that were, that were taken for when they were doing the experiments and it makes no sense at all. Well, the energy could contain the energy, right? Uh, yeah, well, we, we really, uh, human beings haven't really learned how to contain energy to a particular area unless we enclose it. Well, maybe it was something we made contact. Maybe it was not human. Maybe we made contact with something that came over and is now, we think we, you know, that creepy, that, that, that Art Bell creepy conversation that I talk about frequently where the guy calls up saying that he worked for Area 51 and, you know, they made contact during, you know, the Cold War and what they were trying to make contact with isn't what they made contact with, but they did make contact with something and now that it's coming, it's coming this way, you know, it's almost questionable if that was the case. And if you were to make contact with something, it would, it would, uh, it wouldn't want to be seen. I feel like it's almost an invisible force. It's mastered invisibility, which I think bending of light and mirrors, we could, you could figure out a, some type of invisibility thing. And if you were to get close enough, you could probably hover right over us, which is kind of the vibe that I'm getting from that is it's almost Truman show. Like where it's all, you know, you could take the actual Truman Show thing where it's all a big show. It's all a big game, like the whole simulation, people thinking that we're all living in like a video game type deal. You could take that or you could take the fact that this, whatever we made contact with is slowly 
encompassing us. And what better way to make something, what better way to make something your kind of slave or watch them than that when they're not paying attention, change their surroundings, change, change the, make a prison look exactly like their house and somehow get them into that prison. You know what I mean? So a situation like that, um, and that could be it too. It is just kind of slowly. It's like that under the dome thing, but instead of like, I think the government did it in the King book, but instead of that being some other entity. Well, you could also think of it like, suppose that area, whether it's uh, interdimensional travel or whether it's from uh, interplanetary travel, that basically that energy could be a beacon, mm. just like a lighthouse. True. And it might actually be more like a lighthouse than we realize and that they're saying, no, stay away from these. They're crazy. These are the rocks you don't want to crash on. <laughs> Maybe. I hope so. I hope so because the other, the, the, the other one is they're, they're getting ready for the takeover. They realize that the other discouraging thing is the fact that they realize that they couldn't, we can't even live in harmony with each other. You know what I mean? Why, 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 why are we going to live in harmony with them? But they want, they might like our planet. So they might just look at us as, unfortunately, they might, you know, we've often called humanity cancer on the earth. Uh, and it's quite possible that an alien life could look at us in the same way, which is troublesome. You can even go deeper and say, if the earth is a living thing, what if the earth sent out a help call, a warning call to the universe and said, yo, you guys need to help me out. And they sent these things to get rid of us. You know what I mean? You never know. Horrifying thought. Well, that, that also that also addresses the ego of humans. They've they've been around for a little while, and yeah. they they reached the, the top of the food chain, and they think that they're king. Well, for millions of years, the dinosaurs were in that position. They got wiped real easy. The Earth will survive. Yeah, will survive quite well without us. The universe will go on, and eventually, no one will remember. It's true. To love them. our buildings, what's left of our buildings will be here. Some of until, our... until approximately four and a half, five billion years from now, when the uh, sun becomes starts to go into somewhat of a supernova phase and swells up to include our orbit. So we get that amount of time to, uh, and the Earth turns to a cylinder. We get that amount of time to get our act together and get out of here. Yikes. Do you know, do you have the date for that? I'm going to start working extra hard. That's no good. Yeah, they, they say that the, you know, the world, the, the sun will get too hot and it'll burn us out or the sun will go away and we'll freeze to death. One or the other. Do you have a, do you have one? Do you have a choice? You think the sun going to get burn us up? Well, right now, as we speak, uh, the, the area we're in, which covers a lot of North and Central America, right now is under a warning for a massive solar flare burst that should be hitting us and the potential to affect communications. Oh, really? That warning, is, that warning is out for today while we're recording. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, be careful out there, folks. I remember the rocket thing got me all creeped out when that, when that rocket was falling into the atmosphere. I, I, all I could imagine was it got landing close enough to the to the coast is sending a tidal wave at us. Yeah, well, uh, China kind of laughed it off, and they have 10 more rockets of the same type that have the problem 
to be controlling on uh, reentry. And they just kind of laughed it off and said, yeah, we're going to be sending these other 10 up also. What's funny is they laughed off uh, COVID as well, if I remember correctly. So good for the jokes on us, I guess. Good for China. They're trying to, uh, they're trying to make it. They're trying to take over the old, the old accidental way. Oops. The old oops way. That's how they're trying to take over. I don't know. Yeah, but they, they, they get a problem if they do that. Because if they take over, they'll be trying to take over Skinwalker Ranch. Hey. Bridgewater Triangle. Alaskan I mean, Triangle. You got, I mean, they, they, they're going to have their hands full. They got their own. They, 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 they feel like, well, for, their, for all their soil, we'll deal with the Skinwalker Ranch. and the, We'll put fences around that stuff. We don't have to deal with it. Uh, what they should have done, they'll say. It's a weird vibe. But um, yeah, let's we let's hopefully won't have anything else we got to worry about crashing down on us. That's a scary. People need to worry about that stuff because uh, yeah, you know, not only of of it, of it. So you don't only you only, you only you know you got the actual act of a, of, a, of the problem of that to worry about, but you also have the fact that it, it's a great excuse too for if any if anybody. They had any wicked plans in mind that wanted to, uh, you know, cause ruckus. You know, people that could own a media system or something, like Boombastic Media, like Matt Fisher, that guy. So we got these orbs flowing around, and the large animals with the big red eyes comes up in this as well. Um, They do Bigfoot-like creatures. They don't really go into Bigfoot because I think... You know, you you say Bigfoot. This I don't think anything turns anybody's imagination off quicker than saying Bigfoot. And I'm a person that thinks that there's crypto things out there like Bigfoot, and I could actually wrap my head around there being a Bigfoot species. But I know that people that turns people off. But you know, every just about every episode we talk about red eyes. Um. Yeah, and last episode, you know, it's like no other. We talked about how we think it's more of like a, just a reflection thing. You know what I mean? Uh, which I still feel the same on that. The piercing red eyes. Um, it, it was unscathed by bullets. I remember. I know there was a story of a father and son that were out there. And, um, you know, they ran up on it. And uh, it like just looked at him and it blasted him uh, with like a pistol. And it just like kept walking, like it didn't even bother him. It didn't bleed. It didn't. It didn't react to getting shot. Um, but then I guess the father had like a big shotgun or some rifle or something. So that he, he started shooting with that, and he cared at that point. I think he left. Um, but yeah, you know that goes into the whole werewolf vibe. You know what I mean? Um, the silver bullets and such. You know, um, I think. If you remember in the Skinwalker Legends, yeah, you can only kill it if it takes human form. Yeah, I've heard that in other legends too. And you turn if you get shot as a werewolf, you turn into a human when you're dead. When you when you're laying out dead, you know. Yeah, as far as a, that that, yeah. that, skin, that Skinwalker thing, I saw a video where they. Um, they were, near, they were near that ranch and they were trying to film into it because no one's allowed in there. Yeah. Which is suspicious enough. But, mm-hmm. uh, and there was 
a formation and there was something moving through it. Now, the interesting thing is at one point, it kind of looks like it's moving upright. And then another point, it suddenly starts moving fast and it's kind of like it's um, almost running like an animal on all fours and then begins climbing. Mm. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like, wait a minute, first, first you're doing the two foot thing, then you're doing the four, the, the four footed thing. And now all of a sudden you're doing the climbing thing. And this was to get over some rocks and stuff like this. I said, you are, you are, you're mixing and matching too much here. Which one are you? Right. The way it moved. The, the way it moved. And it wasn't clear enough to be able to see what it was. But, uh, if it's a person faking it, they couldn't have done the four footed thing that well. Yeah. If it was if it was an animal, usually on four feet, they can't scurry up and run around on two. So yeah, it was it was kind of creepy and definitely in there. What the hell category? For sure, you know what I mean. Whenever there's any type of cattle mutilation, people always like to bring satanic cults into it too. But that's more like if you're talking um, sacrifice, you know, maybe a goat. You might be, you know, I'm really talking about cows. You're talking about more like cats and dogs, maybe people. Um, you know, you're going to get cattle. Would you get cattle? Would you get cows? I doubt if you get cows, you'd, you'd keep something significant, but, um, never, never heard of it with cows. I've heard of cows being cows in parts of the world are sacred, but I n- never heard them offered up as sacrifice. What is the story with the sacred cow? Um, that is over in India. Yeah. I figured, I knew at one time what the story was as to why it is considered sacred, sacred, but I can't remember right now. It's good luck or something, I believe. I could be wrong. I could. I could. But yeah, it's an interesting take with these, uh, however you want to flip it, um, with the skinwalkers. You know, the, the magnetic fields also, though, which is big, you know what I mean? There's a lot, you know, these fields of energy and mag- magnetic field is energy. And if you don't think so, try and hold two magnets together and feel the energy. Um, you know, magnets also like a type of slate or stone, isn't it? Isn't it like a, or is that something that has to be made? Is that made with minerals mixed together or is magnet something you can, you can find out there in the, in the, there are certain types of stone that have some magnetic properties, but generally it tends to be weak. Yeah. Um, I know that it's found on some islands. I don't know unless it was old stone from back when the West was underwater. Mm. But you're going to multi-millions of years back if some were left there and would the deposit be big enough to make it? Right. Yeah, it's interesting. But I do feel like in the same way that the energy fields, that magnetic field would be the same exact thing, you know what I mean? Pulling pulling in or pushing away, mainly pulling in. Unless, of course, it was the energy of itself. I mean, with with when you talk about there being like a force field of energy, you think that could be magnetic? It could be. I don't see why not. You know, um, you know, with energy, with magnetic force and such, do you think that there would be big magnets put all over the world to kind of equal out the Earth and the access or like the spin or something? You think they would ever try something like that? Well, whether anyone would try it or not, if they're stupid enough, that's that's always a yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's true. 
could they uh, uh, could they pull it off? I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, magnetic force is one of the major forces up there with gravity and uh, a few others in the whole universe. So it, it, it has the potential to be very, very powerful. Yeah, it's one of those deals. Yeah, but I, I, I think that there's a lot. I think the magnetic poles have got a lot to do with the situation here. You know what I mean? Um, we also, there's also the, um, this holds a retired, you know, retired army colonels are involved. And whenever you get like army folks that are coming out about things, there's always a little more credibility to it. I feel, um, you know, they have, they have, you know, their reputation, you know, some people go, eh, what reputation, you know what I mean? But in a career of ranks and, giving the old, you know, giving the old uh, hand gestures and stuff like all that, that stuff does matter. Their reputation does mean something to them. So they wouldn't, unless they were, you know, it's very, they could have tapped out. You know what I mean? It's very possible that they just, they had an issue or whatever. Um, you also got to, uh, I was going to say, you, you mentioned an organization. It sounded like very scientific and nice, nice. Yep. Yeah, well, actually, that was kind of a front. It was a government organization. The military was involved. And one of the people who kept funding it for years was Harry Reid in Congress until he got caught and there was a stink about it. Hmm. So the government and the military were involved along with those scientists, and that's where they got their money from. Yeah, it's a weird <clears throat> it's a weird thing. Um, yeah, in 2016, Bigelow... Um, he sold Skinwalker Ranch for $4.5 million to the Animantanium Holdings, a shell corporation of unknown origin. Uh, a shell corporation is a company or corporation that exists only on paper and has no office or no employees, but may have a bank account or may hold passive investments. So pretty much a shadow company where money comes in and goes out, but you're not supposed to know where it's coming from or where it's going. Um, uh, you know, uh, also, you know, after this purchase, all roads leading to the ranch have been blocked. Like you were saying, you can't go there no more. The perimeter is secured and guarded by cameras and barbed wire and surrounded by signs that aim to prevent, prevent people from approaching the ranch. In 2017, the name Skinwalker Ranch was uh, filed for trademark through Justin Justia Trademarks. The trademark was issued in 2018. In March 2020, Brandon Fugel, 46, a Utah real estate tycoon, announced that he is the owner of the ranch. So I think it's just kind of being passed around. It. I think they're probably, what, what do you think? Do you think there's something on this? you think there's something about this area, Landry? What's your take? I think there is. I think that uh, there's something there. I know that I think it was when the uh, I don't know if the Ute cursed the Navajo or the whites when they came in, but they cursed them. Yeah. And uh, and and that land. It was also uh, when you've got that much activity and you've got uh, millionaires and then you've got government and then you've got mysterious people and they're all looking into that area. They're closing it off. They're making sure no one else goes in there. And what does leak out is really, really weird. Uh, some of the sources of the videos I saw, I trust. 
but uh, yeah, I think that there is something there that they basically are trying to control that they don't want people to see or to know the details about. Yeah. The Utes, they will not enter the area. Uh, not down with that. They believe it is a fertile territory for skinwalkers. Uh, so the Utes have been kind of pushed all, all about out of the way. You know, they, they're, they're, their tribe members are, are forbidden to go on, to even go on the property. You know what I mean? It's always been that way for a long time. If you take a look at something, let's say it is a prime place for skinwalkers. Well, what other thing yeah. as far as portal, vortex, or energy area would cause it to be a place for skinwalkers? Uh, because otherwise, mm-hmm. they would be everywhere. But obviously, if that's an easy place for them to be, something is different about there in your or my house, for instance, or your neighbor's house. There's something different about that land. If that's if that is basically home hometown skinwalker. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true, for sure. The um, the Sherman family that came that went in there, uh, they changed their names. Uh, to, 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 to protect the innocent. But um, when they moved in, they, they found deadbolts on the doors and windows that puzzled them. Some of the doors and windows had deadbolts on both the inside and the outside. They also found large chains outside that looked like they may have been the purpose of restraining a heavy animal. Now, that heavy animal could be somebody that was for protection for, for whatever they thought was out there. Or you think you think that the, that heavy animal might could have been what 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 is out there? One of the things that's out there that you know whoever owned that property before was kind of akin to it. Um, I think to me it was probably they either tried to contain something, but more likely they were trying to protect themselves. Yeah, you know they got. Uh... This also had big giant birds. To go back to our last episode about the Mothman, um, you know they got the giant, strange, big birds uh, on the property that they see flying around. Which you know questions birds when you know things that can fly uh, have a better shot of sticking around. When the ground gets wild, when the ground gets sour, those that can fly will not die. You know what I mean? Um, it's an interesting deal. I remember there was always. Yeah. Uh, you also have to look at also out in the West, you do have the legends and the stories of the Thunderbird, which is a giant bird that would pick people up and carry them away. Yeah, we have our predator here in Massachusetts. Yeah. Predator, yeah. You know, they have crop circles. Crop circles are also there. Crop circles are a weird thing, too, where I don't know if they just kind of get tossed in there or how they start. I know that a lot of people have come out and said that they faked crop circles. Um, What's your take on a crop circle? You think that's more of a real legitimate thing, or you think that's more of just a, a show? A show, because for all these things that these UFOs can do, you'd think they'd be able to figure out a way to hover and not disrupt where they land. You know what I mean? Um, I think there are <clears throat> people who jumped on the bandwagon and are faking crop circles. I've seen pictures of some of them that there's no way you could, uh, copy yeah, copy it, fake yeah. them overnight in the dark by just pressing something down. Right. And if you look if you look at some of them, they involve geometrics and also fractals, which is a whole different different thing, which would be almost impossible for somebody to make if they're laying something down. So if you take crop circles as a message, 
the message being uh, mathematics, then that would make sense because that's a very core thing that most species probably in the universe would understand the basics of mathematics, which they would need for space travel to begin with. Yeah, one of the rather crazy things that they talked about in the docs that I and the podcast that I researched was that they would do you would hear children's voice, girl, like a little girl's voice would be asking them, come here, come here, like into the woods and stuff like that, which that's something you'll hear a lot with weird entities, whether they're paranormal or even the crypto stuff. You know, they'll they'll throw their voice or try and make it sound like something you know to get your attention. Pugawajis do the same thing to keep the Bridgewater Triangle and close to mass. Um, What's your take on the, the hearing of the voices and the calling of the come here? It's just trickery. I mean, with that, adding that addition to it, does that addition of trickery of voices make you lean in any more direction of crypto, alien, or, you know, paranormal? Uh, with that, I would probably say paranormal. Yeah. You're going more with, with the skinwalker and the paranormal tricking you. I think so, too, yeah. The par- that we remember, the skinwalker can also uh, assume a human form. Mm. So it can try and bait you that way. Yeah, and these, these, these UFOs, if they were coming from another planet, they would be, I, f- I feel like they would be super intelligent. So they could almost just hypnotize you or something, you know what I mean? Look, look them in the eyes. Like, realistically, if you look something, you got glowing red eyes or whatever, if you were to approach something and it, you know, it had these funky eyes where they just opened up wider... And they, something, you know, they did something. Uh, you could, you've, we've seen human people that have eyes that just kind of draw you in. You know what I mean? Um, so if things could use them as weapons, it'd be even, even worse. You know what I mean? You could My use the eyes. Yeah. yeah, you could use the eyes. I agree with you. You could use the eyes as weapons. But also, if you've got these, uh, if you had aliens that have studied it, they'd say, oh, you know, how are we going to catch one? Well, let's face it, most humans, uh, we're going after that adult. Uh, they're always suckers for a kid. <laughs> Let's use a kid's voice True. or a kid's image and sucker them yeah. in there. Because they'll want to rescue them, then we got them. Eyes are the gateway to the soul or the mirror of the soul, the old saying. Oh, yeah. You know, it's very important, you know. You look at, you know, it's the same thing where we go back to the thing with uh, the Mothman from the previous episode. You know, it's like when I had that thought of maybe like just the fact that these people made contact and looked into the eyes of the void and the darkness and that they were forever, you know, impacted by that. And maybe there is a, once you, once you see this thing in real life and you understand it's real and it knows that you know that it's real, maybe you're, you know, you always have a piece of it with you. Um, and it, maybe it's very draining on you, you're, you know, physical and mental. And maybe that's why some of the people that, you know, speculated a lot of people got sick and died mysteriously after, um, you know, the movie came out and some mysterious other things within that. But um, I thought that was an interesting theory of the, of the drainingness of just knowing, just seeing it, just like being there, you know what I mean? Uh, which I, almost, I feel it could be very draining, could be a real thing. Scary stuff. Now, the Skinwalker Ranch, horrifying name, like I said in the beginning of the show. It's gone back and forth with, you know, there's been times where you've been able to go visit it, and then there's times like now where they don't, they'll, the dogs will eat you. Then now the dogs are doing the eating. They're not being melted down, but they're doing the melting of down. Um, and they don't want you in there. 
them not wanting people in there, you think that's more of just a, hey, look what I have and you don't have type thing? Or do you think that there's uh, someone's actually trying to protect somebody? Um, Why society protect society? No, I, I think what they're trying to do is find out what it is and manipulate it. I don't think they're trying to protect anything. They want to get, they see a power or a force there, whether it is paranormal, whether it is energy, magnetism. And you're looking at the government saying, okay, let's keep people out until we get a handle on it because we could use this somehow. We'll figure out how to use it. And to me, it's more a case of, you know, whether it be an Area 51 and alien ships or whether it be uh, Skinwalker and whatever power or entity is there, they want to control it and they want to use it. And that's awfully dangerous because I think that this is out of their league. You know, a lot of people say that, like, the rich and the real wealthy from back in the day, kings and queens and stuff, their castles and such would become, you know, you know, just hubs for all this negative energy, depending on who they're Merlin, they're Merlin or whatever, you know, wizardry they have trying to t- teach them the ways of the other side. Um, you think that this could have been a situation like that? Where the, the you know the, maybe this was a there was a castle where a lot of people were put to death there and maybe the aura around that or maybe it was it was one big battlefield where a bunch of people died or well I think it's it I mean if if the uh, local natives saw the place as something that they want to stay out of yeah they rec- they recognize a force or a power in it that was uh, beyond them and was dangerous. Now, um, we're messing with something there which we don't know about. And I think that the more we mess with it, we may actually be contributing, giving it more power, giving it more, uh, uh, yeah, more more power. And that, you know, we bring things with our electronics and our power, power equipment in there. And they just, it just feeds off it, which is one reason why a lot of, things machinery and other things fail when they're in there hmm. and it you know just zaps the oh like hey if come on feed me some more feed me some more yeah. and uh, the air is just sucking the life out of everything people animals and machinery and electronics it could be one big yeah portal it could be a big open portal yeah. and the problem the problem is that uh I really don't think that those in control that are thirsting for power realize that um, the power there is potentially greater than they are. Yeah, yeah. They're putting they're putting themselves and everybody else at risk. Yeah, I mean, if they could, you know, if it was an area land where they knew they knew about portals and they said we're going to keep shooting in this key, until we hit something. You know, and that that's where it's, that's the other side of it. So they want to keep it locked down. You know what I mean? Because whatever could come through could come through right there. It's weird. You never, you know, they they, they could have their own Ghostbuster uh, containment unit for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Where they, uh, when things come through, it's like Looper style where it comes through, they just blast it if they don't like it. Boom, right there. Put it in the, send it back from whence it came type situation. Um, yeah, well, weird. Yeah, there's a, t- there's a TV show on sci-fi called Wyona Earp. Mm. And in that, in that, there's a secret government agency which exists solely to go around and shut things down like yeah. that, uh, that, that, are tied to, that are tied to evil, whether it be portals or evil. 
And it's, it's a group that their job is to monitor and to shut this stuff down. I like that. I, I do support that. You, you got to be careful. Inanimate objects come and get you. Other animals, you know, red eyes. They're coming, they're coming for you. Now, the wolf thing was interesting, too, because I remember in certain stories they talked about uh, there was a family that um, a wolf just kind of walked out of the woods like a gigantic wolf and just, like, approached them like it was a friendly dog and was, like, trying to, like, be play the dog part, not understanding that how big it was and horrifying it was. And I believe they had, they shot, that was something they shot too. And at first it had no effect on it. That might've been the same story of the, when they shot the wolf and it had no effect. And then they had to like really go at it heavy. Uh, they were like bashing it over the head with a bar and shooting at the same time. Like it was not a good day for the wolf. You know what I mean? Hungry, like a wolf, hurting like a wolf. You know what I mean? Well, wolves in that area, wolves have been spotted in that area. That's part of the stories. The thing is, they're not indigenous to that area, so they're not a, they're not an animal that should be there. Wolf-like creatures are seen, though, and that's and part of the mystery. You no, know, and your typical wolf is like what the size of a dog, mainly. They they don't really get that big, right? They're like coyote size. <laughs> uh, no, they're they're bigger than coyote. The closest you're probably going to get is going to be a husky. A, b- a bigger husky. Uh, there's a type. Oh, what is the type? Malmute. That's uh, in northern, northern, uh, way northern America, and also common in uh, Alaska and stuff. That's probably the closest you're going to get to the size of a wolf. They're bigger than your average dog. That to be, you'd have to take a large dog breed to uh, come up with something the size of a wolf. Yeah, and I know that they're they're ferocious too. You don't want to come across a pack of wolves in the woods by yourself on a hungry. If, you, uh, if they're hungry, you don't. For the most part, they don't, they stay away from humans. Yeah, they're not they don't like. like uh, they're different than the coyotes. They're very different from the coyotes. The coyotes will just run up on you and try and kill you. Well, we, we had a rabid one in my neighborhood one time that had to be shot, but uh, wolves tend to stay away from humans and they travel in packs and they would really have to be starving, uh, mega starving for them to bother to, to attack a human being. Huh. It's not, not, we are not what they see as, as prey. Well, that's a good thing. You know, that, that family that was in that house, to jump back to the to, to that family, I think was, out of all the research, that family was the most interesting element to it that was different than what you regularly hear before, you know what I mean? And with their different stories of wolves and, you know, UFO stuff. I remember there was one where, like, it was nighttime and their whole backyard lit up like it was a football field. Somebody said... Um, just a flooding with light, which you can only really get that from, I feel a soup that'd be like a UFO type deal, shining light down, whether it be actual alien life or something that we have that nobody knows we have type deal. I kind of like the, the original family stories because the early ones are less corrupted. The later ones may have built on it. Yeah. People built on the legend and the stories and 
if you're looking at the uh, scientists and the government stepping in, then I don't know what you can believe from them. So the earlier family stories are the most interesting. Yeah. I know they lost a bunch of cattle too. Like they say in your typical, in your typical year, you lose like maybe two, 3% of your cattle or something like that. And they, they lost 20% in the two years they were there. Um, a bunch of crazy stuff was going down, you know. The, they seen a they seen a, a UFO flying over that was supposedly the size of two football fields, uh, you know, to go with the the light of the foot, you know, making a football field size light. They seen they they said they seen aliens that were over seven feet tall, like men figures. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> then they they dipped out in '96. They got that hell out of Dodge. Um, what would it take for Ray Boone to get the hell out of Dodge? Uh, you know, what would you need to see? Would you after the after the dog? I think after my dogs, I, if I sent my dogs out there and they got turned into slime, like there's an issue there. Something's up. Like you either move or you figure out what what's going on in your backyard because there's something going on. What's your take? Uh. Yeah, I'd say move, or if you're going to figure it out, be ready to go to battle. Keep your mind open. Be ready to go to battle and protect yourself. Yeah, got to be. Scariness. The Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program began investigating UFOs. Uh, the, the program uh, had a $22 million budget, and Robert Bigelow received much of that money. This was in 2007. Secret unclassified government program. So the de- government's definitely intertwined in this, and I. Why wouldn't they be? You know what I mean. I feel like if they, they probably got specialists researching all this. Key zooming in. You know what I mean. Spiritual people working for them that are finding these ley lines and all this stuff of this energy, and once they find where these big things are, they go in and they go look. We're gonna. I think if if it's something they can shut off like that, I think they shut it off to the public. But if you take a thing like the Bridgewater Triangle, which there's a lot of people, what are you gonna do with everybody? And nobody's dying. It's not like people are dying every day because of it. Everybody's dying at a regular pace. So like, at that situation, they probably just watch it. You know what I mean? And see what happens. Um, but something more controlled like this ranch, uh, definitely. You know, when it's open land like that, and it's you know you can you know, they'll definitely grab that up and cut it off from the public. Especially so. if there's some, if there's something there, I mean, the government's not going to spend that money on uh, just a rumor unless they suspect there's something real there, and yeah. that 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 should make you suspicious automatically. I agree. Yeah, it's a weird vibe. It's definitely one of those things. Um, my take, you know, my take on it, and I think, you know, it's, it's, a, I think it's an area land with some bad things happened. I think, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know I, when, when I, with the cattle mutilation and stuff, I don't really put cattle mutilation in, like, I don't see, I don't see a paranormal entity doing it and I don't see a government entity doing it the only thing that I would see mutilating cattle would be like an alien thing or cruel humans man you know 
Um, that's my take on that. Um, the UFO stuff, you know, it's either, it's either alien or government stuff. But yeah, I think that it's definitely, I think this area is like those ley lines that we talked about that we got, we still have to do an episode on. But I think it's one of those situations where it's like, it's just a funky energy uh, spot. You know what I mean? I think that's what you're going with too, right? Just, it's a weird energy. It's a hot spot for this weird activity. Oh, it's, it's a hot spot. What's causing it, we don't know. Uh, whether it's interdimensional, whether you're talking spirit world or another universe. But, there, yeah, there's, there's an energy spot there that's causing a lot of weird things to happen. Yeah. And, uh, we, we don't understand it. And I don't care what the government does. I don't think they'll even figure it out. I think it's bigger than them. Yeah, I think it starts with the energy, um, paranormal energy, you know, unexplainable energy. And I do think that, you know, the, the if we have alien life out there, it would be more advanced than us, um, with not just technology, but I feel like uh, subconsciously and emotionally and stuff like that. So I feel like it would be able to, it would be able to pick up on the energy, like you'd be able to see the energy the way we see a rainbow or something like that. You know what I mean? So like when it's examining and investigating the situation, it'll be like, beep, 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 beep. The meter goes off and it goes, whoa, 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 whoa. We got something here. And then there is, we don't know about it. So they don't know about it. So they're going to investigate it um, and go from there. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's a paranormal energy that, maybe brought in this other unexplainable force. Um, but I do think that we may, we in, 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 in desperate tries to make contact with anything, just so we can say we made contact with something. I do think we've made contact with the wrong things and opened up doors that things that weren't here in the, in the before are here in the now, which will probably be an issue, but we don't know yet. You know what I mean? I agree. Hopefully, yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to say about Skinwalker Ranch? Uh, no, except for the weird thing is I'd love to visit there, but I know I can't. I know. We can, we'll can. we dig under. You can't go to Area 51 either. But soon. I wonder, whatever happened to them storming Area 51? Did that ever happen? No, that that never happened. That was, uh, I think Area 51's kind of just a uh, decoy. Everybody watches yeah. Area 51 while the government's somewhere else doing something. Well, they say, yeah, they say that the, it's a, it, the real Area 51's close by, but it's like within a mountain close to Area 51, but it's not, not actually Area 51, which makes sense. You know what I mean? Misdirection, greatest trick in a book. Absolutely. Absolutely. The devil's greatest trick, I heard. Um, it got Ray Arnold to think there was no devil. That's his greatest trick. You know what I mean? Shout out Ray Arnold! Woo! Um, but hell yeah, hell to the yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's another paranormal, the same way we got our Bridgewater Triangle. You know, the same, way there, the same way there's an Alaskan Triangle and a Bermuda Triangle and all different types of hotspots like that. I think that, you know, this ranch uh, is exactly a hotspot like that because it's all, you get all, you know, your Bridgewater Triangle, well, you know, 
it's on land, so you can say it with a triangle, but, you know, like your, your Bermudas, your Alaskans. Um, well, Alaska's more land, too, I think. Uh, we did an episode on that, but, like, whenever yeah. the overwater stuff, you're not going to catch as much. But, like, if you have a land where you can go walk on it, then I think you're going to catch a lot of hotspot for a lot of activity of the paranormal and, you know, UFO kind. Uh, and extra dimensional as well, crypto, you name it, um, for sure. I think that's the case. I think it's just another. I do. I, I, I we're going down in history is saying that me and the Ray think Skinwalker Ranch is just another hot spot of paranormal and UFO activity. Um, how it started, nobody knows. It could have been something there before any human even walked. The first human ever walked the earth. Could have been something that was human made, you know, by making contact with something, reaching out, trying to make some type of contact and a portal was opened. Um, but I think that's how it all started with that. And then once that paranormal aura got around it, you had people talking about it. Maybe, you know, ages ago, maybe you had people sacrificing, you know, cows to it. You know, you never know if you have an entity within an area and people sacrifice cows, thinking that they're going to get better milk or better steaks, you know what I mean? Omaha steaks, you know what I mean? If they, if they would have sacrificed cows to a, a God that they create, do you think that that, what they create would eventually take physical form and, and kill those cows later in life? You think there's a possibility of something like that? Uh, like I think that creating something, then it's totally, unpredictable what it would do because it doesn't behave according to your rules. And if, uh, if something did see cows as part of a sacrifice to it, then it might come later on and take its own cows, right. take its own, take its own sacrifices. That's what, yeah. It's an interesting thing where that could be it too, where this entity, cause you figure if, if people did give a lot of worship there at one point to it, Maybe that civilization died out, but the, what that 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 entity being built, you know, that that man-made um, entity, you know, would still have its power, even though. Well, that's a good question. If a whole society of people that were all alive at one point and they praised this thing, and even though it wasn't real, they they praised it to the point of thinking it was real, and it became a real thing to them, and then it, it that had power. And then those people die, all died in something. Do you think that that thing would still have power, or you think it would slowly kind of drift back to being nothing? I think that it could potentially live on um, if you're talking about that occurring in a place like a Bridgewater Triangle, a Skinwalker Ranch, an Alaskan Triangle. You may have not only created an entity, but at that time a portal may have been opened or a vortex may exist that gives it energy to keep going yeah. and allows allows it to live, and then it's going to seek uh, it's going to seek others to not to increase its energy, uh, more followers, if you will. Uh, yeah, it, it it could live on. Yeah, if you took like a whole, if you took a village of people, they all created this thing, you know, maybe there was one cult leader, if you will, that made them believe that this, that they were going to pray to this frog, whatever, you know what I mean? And had this story where they believed it and they thought that this, this, you know, believing in this frog would be the second coming of some sort. 
Now, if all these people believe in it and start to give it power, if that if that point, if a whole village full of people killed themselves as an ultimate sacrifice to this thing, what what do you think that would do? What do you think that would do? You think that would you think all that life lost for that giving of their energy and their power would manifest in a physical? You think it could actually give life to something? More so in the physical, not not just not just you know how we talked about you you saying something enough and it you, you it is, but enough people get, give their lives that it could almost give birth, or maybe even in like a weird horror movie, Rosemary's Baby way, give birth, rebirth through another through a baby, you know, but like be born again, so to speak, or for the first if, time. If you are in giving your life as a large group and how you interacted with it was very personal. Um, you have given it a link to a physical form, a link so that it could survive in a, in a physical way, not just in an energetic way. So, yeah, then it would be able to uh, walk the planet like a skinwalker. Weird. I almost see it being a situation where half the people kill themselves or like, Everybody, everyone, but maybe like the strongest or the two leaders, or maybe the leader himself, and then the leader would be the per the vessel that it would come through. You know what I mean? Like they would all give their life to give it the power, and then it would that that entity would be born realistically for the first time because it was created by them, but born into you know possessing this already alive person, which that dude's already possessed and drunk off power to begin with. You know what I mean? So this, it makes more sense that it, he would just be like, I am the living embodiment of this now. Uh, very cult leader stuff, you know? Scary. So when at Mostly Ghostly, we prefer, if since we can't go to Skinwalker Ranch, we're going we're to make independent films and go to Skywalker Ranch instead. And we're going to do it big. That's all I know. That's all I know in this world. But yeah, I think me and Ray both agree that um, there's something there. There's definitely something up with the land, whether it was there ahead of humanity or humanity helped give it those powers. And I think from that power that it has, I think it attracts other unexplainable things such as a UFO. And if you wanted to say crypto, you could, because if you wanted to say there was a world where there was Bigfoot, which was this creature that might have been outcasted, but now lives in the woods, uh, maybe it would have senses would be heightened because of, you know, the way it lives. And uh, maybe it would be able to feel like, like the, like how I think aliens could sense auras and energies Maybe these crypto things can sense auras and energies too. You know, they say your your common house dog can feel your vibe if you're angry or sad. Um, a more heightened animal like one of these Bigfoot creatures would be, I think, would be even a heightened state of that. So I feel like they would be able to catch auras and see those rainbows and know how people are feeling. That's how, you know, and a lot of the Bigfoot things, they go into the thing of how it scares people and feeds off their energy a little bit. And right there tells you that it would have to feel your aura and be able to vibe you out if it's going to take your energy from scaring you. Then it definitely has to be in a supernatural uh, realm. You know what I mean? More so than humans are. Or more so than humans think they are. You know? 
So, yeah, I think that we're going to wrap it up. This might be a little a little shorter than your typical mostly ghostly episode by like 10 minutes or so, but that's okay. Um, because we're dedicating 10 minutes to all the cattle that lost their lives that we talked about in the episode today. We're giving 10 minutes. We're going to do a 10-minute silence, but we're going to do the theme song, and then you guys have personal silence out there for all the cattle lost because uh, it's horrific. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was looking at the cattle mutilations. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. That's what's so crazy about it. You look at it, there might be one that's like, like, like a bomb went off in its chest, and then the other one's just got, like, one awkwardly whole, like, incision cut into it. Um, so it's weird. You know, it's almost it's almost like, you know, the more the, whoever's doing it, certain ones are precision, you know, you know, get the scalpel out there, the precision cut. And other people are just hack jobs with, like, wood saw, saws, like, sawing legs off and stuff. So, like, it's weird. I would assume... The fact that there's two different types of mutilation is, and there's a sloppiness to it makes me feel more human-like because I feel like those aliens, I, I really think they're on top of their game for some reason. I don't know why I feel that way, but I feel like they are, um, at least more so than we are. Uh, so I don't think it would be, but who's to say, you know, um, maybe that there, maybe there's a chemical that's in them, you know, when they talked about that blue formaldehyde smelling fluid that they found on the cows maybe they're injected with something that 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 that, that you know has a reaction you know what i mean that, that caused some type of issue like that but very weird stuff you know what i mean there you know i remember there was also there was talking about when people were there was stories where people would come back and they would have like chunks of their finger like little just like chunks of their fingerprint. It was on their thumb actually is where it was, but like they just have like a small square cut out of their thumb. And they, like, like it was a flesh test, you know what I mean? Like they were swabbing or taking a little, little, uh, something to test. Um, craziness, you know what I mean? It's weird. And that's people just wake up in their house. You know what I mean? You wake up in your house bleeding, you know, or even not bleeding or just a wound in your thumb. But I've woken up bleeding before. Have you, Ray? Uh, yeah, but I was able to tell what the cause was. <laughs> Maybe they didn't want to admit what the cause was. Maybe they were afraid of what the people would think of them. You know what I mean? Maybe they were drinking all night and they they forgot they punched the mirror out before they went to bed because they ain't like looking at themselves with the reflection. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Apocalypse now, style. Pull those sheets up too hard and punch yourself in the nose and get a bloody nose. Who's going to admit to being that way? I know. I got, you know, if it gets too dry, if the air is too dry when you're sleeping and get a bloody nose, uh, anything can happen, you know. But a chunk out of your finger is a weird thing. Maybe they have cats, evil cats. But, uh, yeah, the, the cattle mutilation, I'd say what happened to the family and their stories. Uh, anybody out there listening that wants to get involved a little deeper, um, you know, there wasn't a whole bunch of stuff out there, which is interesting, but uh, I wonder if they're limiting what goes out, but there was some stuff out there and I would recommend if you're going to get into it, go into the, um, go into the stories of the family 
that was tormented. That's probably the best stuff. And then the follow-up is the, the cattle mutilation stuff is really interesting. They got some pictures, too, for anybody that outdid that doesn't have a squeamish stomach um, that's interested. Um, you get an idea of what they look like, and you can kind of vibe with maybe what you think might have went down or well, what they were attempting to do, and maybe there was an accident or I don't know. It's weird. It's definitely a weird deal. Um, and it could be, this is one of those things where it could be anything, but I do feel that it's energy. It's a, there's something up with that stretch of land, you know, much like Bridgewater Triangle and, you know, all these other places that there's all this hot spots for activity. I do, I do vibe with that. So, uh, if you enjoyed the episode, you know, go dive a little deeper into the Skidwalker Ranch. And uh, we're going to keep trying to get a skinwalker on the show for you guys for a nice interview. Uh, And until then, listen to old episodes of Mostly Ghostly. All right. Check us out on Facebook uh, and check out our production company, Boombastic Media. They have a YouTube page at Boombastic Media. They got a Facebook page as well. If you listen to the show and you want to be a guest on our show, on our little show, we want to have you. Hit us up on our Facebook page, uh, Mostly Ghostly, and hit us up with who you are, what you would like to talk about, and uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. And we'll hit you up, and uh, we'll have a little screening. We'll do a little screening. Uh, and then we'll give you a date and we'll send you on. If you got something, you, if you're an investigator, you just love all this paranormal talk and you want to get involved with one of the conversations me and Ray have every week, you know, feel free. You know, we want to hear from you. And thanks again for everybody listening. The numbers are phenomenal and we really appreciate that. Um, so, you know, well, we also got a Patreon too. We got Boombastic Streaming Patreon page. If anybody out there want to throw a little change at us, if not, no biggie. We still love you. Uh, but if if you do, we got that. And, uh, Ray, you got anything else to say, or is this it? Nope, that's it. Just watch your back for those skinwalkers. They're everywhere, not just the ranch. Ooh. We ain't talking ranch Doritos. Oh, no. Oh, no. And with that being said, We'll catch all y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly.